Hey everybody, it's me, it's Lenora from It's a New Dawn. I hope everybody is doing great. Uh, I have to apologize because things are gonna probably slow down for a little bit. I have all my kids home from California, plus an extra dog, plus an extra cat, plus an extra girlfriend. And you know, I have five children on my own. So it's a busy, busy household. So I have not, you know, been extremely active on the podcast um, front. But bear with me, I warned you all in the beginning that it's going to be an ebb and flow with the podcast. But today, I am very honored to be sitting with somebody from TikTok, another, <laughs> I'm just going to say TikTok until it's not TikTok, but so far it's been TikTok. Uh, this woman I have quote unquote met on TikTok. Her name is Stephanie Ronan. Ronan? I hope I said that Ronan. right. Uh, Ronan. And she has a story just like we all do. Hashtag time to tell your story. Hashtag. Every story is important, and I'm really going to showcase this platform because I know there's a lot of people out there who want to speak and tell their story, and Stephanie reached out to me. You reached out to me, Stephanie, right? I did. Right? Yes. So her story is extremely important, and I want her to share it, and uh, as usual, I will try and weave my way in there, and uh, I'm not going to tell you any history about her because honestly I don't really know the guests in depth in depth I only know the surface superficial uh, uh, knowledge of them so it's really nice for me too to do this because I get to know the person so I'm gonna let you take the floor Stephanie and go ahead nice okay. to meet you by the way well like Lenora said I'm Stephanie Ronan um about almost two years ago, my life changed drastically. I was coming home from my boyfriend's house. I was about three minutes on a 20 minute drive home when a drunk driver crashed into me. Um, next thing I know, I woke up in a ICU unit. Um, I was told that he um, crashed into me head on, going over 55 miles an hour and pushed me over 500 feet into a ditch. Um, don't remember much of my time in the ICU, but some of my injuries um, included my neck was broken. Um, it's called an internal decapitation, um, kind of like what Dale Earnhardt had before he, you know, when he died to his crash. Um, uh, let's see. My femur was broken, my tibula was broken, I had trauma to my hand and wrist, uh, my foot and ankle were damaged, and um, my eye from, um, was crossed due to the, um, the injury. I had a mild TBI, traumatic brain injury, um, and that affected, I guess, the fifth nerve, which affected the eye muscle and the vision. And my background is I've worked for an eye care facility. An optical technician was my title. So um, that was very, that very, it hit close to home. I could kind of deal with all the other injuries, but my yeah. eyesight, if that well, makes any it sense. It, I mean, affect, it affected your eyesight? Yes, ma'am. Um, 
my eye was crossed severely and in the ICU, I, they gave me my cell phone. I couldn't see to make phone calls. I couldn't see to read um, because my eye was crossed and my vision was so damaged. So, um, and, and I, and I saw a picture, uh, I saw a picture, a picture of you in the hospital and it was, it was really heartbreaking to see you laying there like that. And I know on your TikTok, the date was September 29th, 2018. Yes. So that, that anniversary is coming up. And I know, you know, I had a major car accident on August 4th. Uh, I was 19. I'm almost 56 now, but every year on August 4th, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So how do you, how do you feel about that date coming up? Well, it's definitely coming up and I'm a little anxious, a little apprehensive. I'm going to try and do something fun that day to kind of cancel out any bad memory I have, just kind of do some self-care. Um, I did find out the drunk driver will be getting out of jail next week. So he got less um, than two years, um, you know, in prison for what he did. So, and he was a, a at least a second time offender. Um, three weeks before he crashed into me, he got pulled for a DWI oh, and I wish, man. you know, they would have, and he got out on a $50 bond. So. Wait. So when he got stopped and I want you to tell this story, obviously I did kind of butt in there. Uh, I want you to continue yeah, with what sure. we were saying, but when he, you said he got stopped a couple weeks before your accident, but he right. didn't get his license taken away. No, no. Um, from what I understand, um, he was a chronic alcoholic, and this is a 60-year-old white man, um, and his wife was aware that he was drinking that night. She fell asleep. When she woke up, she noticed he was gone with a vehicle. She tried to do the right thing and called law enforcement and told them, you know, my husband's been drinking, you know, so they found him and arrested him, and then he in turn got out on a $50 bond um, and then was able to, to keep, keep doing what he was doing. So I just, I'm sorry. I, I cannot believe that because I mean, if you had told me this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have said, okay, I believe it because they were way more lenient than they are now. Like I am shocked that he yeah. didn't get his license taken away. Yes. Wow. Um, all right. He, so in all this, um, so much has happened. Um, so when I got to go home, I think I was home the day before Thanksgiving. So I was in. Yeah, but how, long, how long were you in the hospital? Um, let's see, from September 29th until right before Thanksgiving. So less than oh. about two months, something like that. Wow. Okay. So when I was released, I had a hospital bed that I had to um, that was in my living room that I slept on. Um, my femur was still broken and my ankle was broken. So I had to transport on a sliding board. So if I had to use the restroom or anything like that, I would get on a sliding board and slide over on my hospital bed. And uh, my son had to help me with that. Um, I had to have a nurse come in um, and take care of me, help feed me and dress me. My shoulder was was frozen from non-use in the hospital and I couldn't lift it over my head. And that's still an issue right now. They said it could be another year. Um, so I can't lift it all the way up yet. Um, 
But the whole thing is my parents are in their late 70s. They came down, they lived two hours away, and they tried to stay with me. They slept in my bedroom and they tried to, to do the best they could. But um, they left after six weeks and I have not physically seen them since. Um, unfortunately, the stress and the trauma has just has ruined family relationships. So that's oh, why? So they they came and they helped you for about six weeks. Yes. Right. Yes. And then from that, they were traumatized, and they. Yeah. Um, it was just too much. They said. I mean, I never really got an explanation because. They would go home on the weekends and I just thought they were going home for the weekends. So they packed up their stuff and then they never came back. And oh. luckily, you know, I had a nurse in place at that time. So I guess they felt like I was going to be taken care of. So that kind of made them feel good about leaving. But, um, so my son was, he just turned 18 two, um, two weeks before the wreck and my daughter was, um, 13. So between my nurse and my two kids, they took care of me. My son went grocery shopping, took me to doctor's appointments, physical therapy, um, get prescriptions, things like that. Um, I'm divorced, so my daughter would go back and forth um, to her dad's on the weekend. But while I was in the ICU, um, and this was probably the, the nail on the coffin for my parents, my ex-husband filed a motion to suspend child support and get um, temporary custody of my daughter. So my parents had to go to court, and I think that was just too much for them. Um, wow. Unfortunately, my divorce was really bad, but I've been divorced for almost 15 years. So <clears throat> so you said you had a boyfriend. You were going home from your boyfriend's. What, ha what yes. happened to him? Um, he visited me in the ICU. He would work um, really long hours, and he would drive 30 minutes and visit me as often as he could. But then when I got home and I wasn't, you know, healing quick enough, the relationship kind of fell apart. So we're, we're no longer together. So and I have you, spoken you, with him um, and he actually helped make the video on TikTok where I went back to the scene of the, of the crash. He was driving my car and he pointed out where it was and we set it to music. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, that was some good closure for both of us. Okay. Oh. And your kids and your kids have, you know, I was talking to my uh, last podcast I did with a um, woman who has to take care of her husband who has MS, multiple yeah. sclerosis, lavished in grace from TikTok. And uh, her three kids help with all of the stuff that needs to be done. And it's a lot. It um, is. And I had, I had asked, you know, they're kids. So have they ever had any animosity? Have they ever expressed any, why am I, ha why do I have to do this? Or why, why is this burden on me? Are they what? Um, no, I never got any of that. My son um, just finally moved out. He'll be 21 next week. And he moved um, about 
an hour and a half away. Um, well, actually about an hour away. So he, he does um, video production. He shoots music videos and things like that. So the whole time I was healing, he was in his room editing videos and he was able to work around that. And now his career has really taken off and he's able to get to a bigger city where there's a lot more things happening. So I'm, I'm very excited for him. And I've, I've relinquished him of his caregiver responsibilities and he can go have a life now so how old your daughter she will be 15 right after christmas so um she's doing the online learning now because of covid and um i didn't mention i have a dog but during this whole process my parents thought that my dog should go stay with someone else because they thought that no caregivers would want the dog in the house. She's a Cocker Spaniel, a rescue dog. And um, that was really hard because, you know, she's my dog and um, right. great companion. Yeah. So after my parents left um, or didn't come back, I got the dog back and, and Lady has been quite a comfort for me. So yeah. she sits right on the bed. There's, there's a video of her when my nurse is helping me in the bathroom and she's right there and she's peeking around the door. So she's always, you know, curious about what's going on. Very protective. Yeah, dogs are awesome. They, they are. Sure are. <laughs> Animals are. I have, I have two of them now. I started with four. I have two. Um, so what are, what's going on like with your, any restrictions? Restrictions now. We got to get into all of that. Okay. Uh, what you know? What this led you to do? Okay. Uh, um, I want to know all about that. Sure. Uh, well, as far as restrictions, like um, I had eye muscle surgery, which brought that eye in. Um, but in doing so, it brought the blind spot I had. It's called a um, scotoma. It brought it forward. So now I'm having trouble to see to drive at night or when it's cloudy and rainy. Um, so that's been really tough. Um, and I, th I think that's permanent from what I know in the eye care field. I do have another checkup um, in December. Um, maybe they could tweak the acuity a little bit, but uh, that's something a visual impairment I'll have to deal with. And it's very hard to see to read. I have to wear, you know, magnifiers and make my print really big. And, and I wear contacts now, so I'm able to get my contacts. But um, it's been a real challenge, and I could really let it get me down and feel sorry for myself. But I feel like this is really corny, but there's a bigger purpose. And if I can bring awareness to um, drinking and driving and help other people, other survivors, um, you know, that that would make it that would make me feel like I have a purpose. Mm, you definitely have a purpose, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so what is what is going on as far as your activism? I know that that's I wanted to talk about that because sure, you know, it's a huge part of this. Well, I am um, the the Mad organization, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, has has really helped me a lot they came to court with me and, and I wrote a victim impact statement and I was able to face the offender in front of the judge, read my statement and, um, you know, tell them what I thought and my injuries and what the sentence should be. And so with MAD helping me, I decided to get involved with a project called, um, it's a video roll call um, project. Um, it's geared towards law enforcement and they want to be able to play this clip. It's like a six minute video 
at all the roll calls for the law enforcement in the mornings when the shift comes in. So um, a company, um, Texas Video, came to, to my town yesterday, and I, they, I filmed several several clips for them and it's going to be in compilation. They're going to all different cities and states and um, they're going to put everything together and edit it and use it for different projects. So, and I've been able to give back um, volunteering at my church. My church was, um, was, they were a blessing. I mean, they brought meals for me four or five days a week because I couldn't cook. I couldn't stand. Um, for me and the kids, they brought, um, there was donations. They helped just fix things around the house with my plumbing. Um, I could go on and on. It's just unbelievable, the, the angels and the blessings that I've received during all of this. Uh, the goodness in people, there is goodness out there. And I've, you know, never knew the extent of that. So it's been awesome. So I'm giving back on Monday mornings. I help with a Monday morning community breakfast, serve some of the, the people in need and give them a hot meal. So that's so, that's so awesome. Do you have, are you able to work? I mean, are you? I would love to go back to work um, right now because of my shoulder and my vision and my hand. I'm not there yet. Um, Fortunately, I was able to get on disability. It took a long time. I got turned down twice. I had to go in front of a judge and have them see me. And from what I'm told, because of my age, if you're under 50, they're going to automatically deny you twice and make you go in front of a judge. That's kind of a given. Um, but I told the judge, I don't want to, I don't want to help forever. I just need help now because I didn't get an income for over a year. <laughs> and that was yeah. tough. So yeah. So you think you might be able to go, you mean, work in your job that you were at before? I'm not sure. With the way my hand is, I wouldn't be able to adjust glasses. And I don't know if I'd be able to see the computer to enter orders. But once again, I think I will be led to the right, right career for me. Um, disability does have a ticket to work program where they will retrain you in a different area. And I'm looking into that, maybe do something just, I actually went to school for photography at the Art Academy oh, of Cincinnati. Nice. So I really liked black and white documentary type stuff. So maybe this will push me to kind of think outside the box and find something that, you know, is going to sustain me financially and, and then I'm going to love. So what, what state are you in? I'm in North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. okay. And from, I mean, is there, what else, is there more to the, whole story I want to hear whatever you want to tell me okay I would like to hear it um like what were some of the things that came out from this accident as far as a new appreciation oh, um gratitude um on the other side I mean do you have like PTSD from it do you do you go to therapy do you and if any of this is too personal no, that's fine. I, okay. I think it's an important part of the story because you cannot go through something like this unscathed. Um, I am going to therapy and I went to a counselor for a long time and I felt like I wasn't getting anything out of, out of it. She was just sitting there and just kind of writing things down and told me, um, just had some expressions on her face like she couldn't believe everything that happened. So I stopped going to her and then I, then after a while I said, you know, I need to 
keep pushing it and find out if there's someone better suited for me. So I found this counselor about 20, um, 20 miles away and she deals with um, trauma and post-traumatic stress. And um, so far I've gone three sessions. I go to one tomorrow and she is awesome. I mean, big difference. So I would tell anyone, keep pushing. If you're not happy with the, the um, help you're getting, um, find someone else. Just keep going, keep pushing. Don't I give have, up. I'm gonna just butt in a little bit here. It's amazing, you're not amazing, but and there's no coincidences. But I was just, before you was interviewed, for being on a podcast and exactly what I said, as far as find that support and you may have to like search around. You just have to find that person that you connect with that therapist or whatever it is that you connect with on, you know, the energy that feels good between the two of you. They're out there. There's nothing worse than I've had those therapists <laughs> sitting there and they're doing exactly what you just said you know, not interacting, just like writing their notes. Um, and maybe that's something you like, I don't know, but there is somebody there for you, everybody. You just need to find that support and yes. support system, huge. So, so she's working with me. Um, I find that if I'm riding in a car, I get more nervous than if I'm driving. If I'm riding and um, it's hard to judge distance with my vision, so I tend to drive really slow like a eight-year-old lady, <laughs> but um, I worry that the person that's driving isn't going to break in time, and then I'll just kind of, you know, have a quick motion and just kind of make a gasp, and it's really, it's really hard, and it's really embarrassing, but my friends are used to it, and they just say, it's okay, and they'll, you know, grab my hand. Um, I rode to my friend's mountain house, um, and his dog, Molly, was there. She was um, a big dog. And she was, um, I was holding onto her paw. And it was, I didn't realize I was, but it was very comforting. So oh, it was nice. I, yeah, I get the whole car thing too, because I had a car accident and it was major. So I'm good driving, but being a passenger is really hard for me. Yes. I was a passenger when I had a, my car accident. But I don't think that's all it. I, I like to be in control, I guess. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I get that. I get that yes. 100%. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I was looking for a vehicle, because it was COVID, thank goodness I got a really good deal. Um, but I had to have something that has lane assist, that has um, the backup mirrors. But the lane assist, because I, I have limited range of motion, I can only move my head to the right like nine degrees and left 10 degrees. So that lane assist is essential. And I never thought I would be able to drive again. And I'm thinking, I got this child at home. I need to take care of her. And, you know, if I'm not able to take care of her, is, is there going to be a custody battle and all this? So I have really just pushed myself for my kids. I mean, because of, you know, what I've gone through with the divorce, it made me stronger. Had I never gone through the awful divorce, I don't think I would have made it as far as I am with the recovery. I can honestly mm -hmm. say so. But there have been many blessings. The nurse that was assigned to me, um, we are great friends now. Um, we just spoke this morning. She was awesome. She got along with my dog, my daughter, my son, and um, she was just a great lady and I really miss her. But when COVID started, I was getting better and I was able to stand in the shower 
And um, she just said, well, I don't think I want to do home health right now with COVID. It's too risky. So that was kind mm-hmm. of a good time to, to get her phased out and to kind of take over what I could do on my own, which I could do more than I thought I could. So right. it's, yeah, as a nurse, I'm a registered nurse. If you don't, people don't know that, but it's always good to keep up on your activities of daily living and to do them as much as you can. You know, you don't want to be immobile. You want to, you want to move as much as you can. And that's good. So anything, anything else you want to, want to share with us? Yeah, I probably want to talk about the group of friends I met about 10 years ago when I was going through divorce. Um, I saw an ad in the paper for um, a class called Divorce Care, and it was at a church. And for some reason, I said, let me, let me try this. Let me see what it's about. I know that I need help because I had this six-month-old daughter and a seven-year-old child, and I was not working. My ex-husband was active duty military, and we were stationed in this area so he could do recruiting duty, and then we were going to move. So when the marriage fell apart, I didn't know how I was going to support myself or anything. So I went to this class, and I met um, a lady to my left named Vicki, a gentleman to my right named Ray, who was in the time he was um, – he was retired. He was a fire firefighter, and then my friend Jana, and we are still friends to this day. They came to the ICU. I mean, Vicky would come and shave my legs. She would help put on makeup, pluck my eyebrows. I mean, stuff that no one else wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just been amazing. These this support system has been wonderful. So I feel very blessed to have people like that in my life. You are blessed. And, and let me tell you, again, back to the whole support. I've been saying this every single podcast. We have to have a good support system in place, you know, whether that's one person or, you know, people that are on your side who are going to support you. It, it's going to get you through those dark times. And even if that support system happens to be TikTok, because <laughs> Almost every single person who's come on here has said TikTok has been like a lifesaver for them to get yes. them through these hard times. So, you know, thank God for TikTok. I mean, you know, it could be it could be a hard thing having technology and we spend too much time on social media. But the other end of it is that some people are, I want to go as far as to say, are living today because of social media. Because yes. it keeps them sane. Yes. You know, I'm and very yeah. important. Um, I'm on Dylan. Um, is it Sesum Sessler? My mind is going blank. I'm on his text. Yeah, platform. actually, Dylan, Dylan Sessler. I actually quoted what he said today. It wasn't yes. his quote. It was from Brene I Brown. Saw that. Okay. I, I was going to say it on this po- podcast because I... T- said it on the one that I was interviewed Billy D's podcast everybody I'm going to be on Billy D's podcast it'll be out by the time you listen to this um and I actually in the beginning of the interview I said I gave Dylan credit because he put it out there this morning but it hit home to me and that's why I do what I do because you just never know that's right. Do you, do you know the quote? If you, if you have it there. 
Um, I do not have it there, but it came across this texting platform, and I was like, wow. It was yep. awesome. Yes. You just and never I know who you're going to expect yes. with your story. This is not verbatim. Brene Brown said this. I wish I had it in front of me. But it's pretty much like your story is going to affect others' story. Well, maybe you could say it better than me. Yeah. Um, it's basically you never know. I mean, just kind of passing it along here just your story you never know who, what you can reach with your story or who you can reach that's kind right. of the general context pretty of. much the whole thing yeah. you just never know and that's why i said every hashtag every story is important because i can't tell you how many people have dm me and said ah you know well i don't know because i don't know if my story is blah 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 your story is important because yes. it's your story yes right and whether and yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether so, you've suffered abuse or you've been in a wreck or, you know, a spouse, we all are connected by emotions. So it's all so that connected. same hurt, anger, you know, and TikTok has been a blessing. My daughter showed it to me and now she's like, I can't believe you're posting TikTok videos. And I'll ask her, how do you do this? How do you do that? But part of the thing is I can't sleep at night. So I'll lay in my bed and watch the videos and it makes me laugh. I mean, Ed, dudes and um the other gentleman with the the beard um he's from cincinnati i sorry i can't remember his name i think he rides motorcycles he makes the funniest videos i mean i may not remember everyone's name but i remember their content and i will look for those people and they'll show up on my for you page and it just makes my day it makes me smile it lifts my spirits um it, it's really helped me quite a bit Yes, and I have to say that TikTok is way more positive so far than Facebook or Instagram even. Yes. Uh, I have creeped back to Instagram, Facebook, creeped myself way back to TikTok. Uh, and this is why I started this whole podcast over. I had it a year ago, but now I'm going in a different direction and hope to just help other just by telling their story and just giving them that platform to do it and anybody out there who wants to tell their story i don't care if you're on tiktok that's not the <laughs> prerequisite you could be from anywhere um and also i give you the option of doing the podcast and i record it like we're gonna put it out there but then i can give you just a link to youtube just you and if you don't want to put it out there, we don't have to. It's just a matter of getting it off and out of your body. And uh, that could help people just by expressing it. So um, you have that option too. Yes. Um, but is there, you know, is there anything else you want to share? Anything you want to talk about? And if, if there isn't, before we leave and before we do our closing things, I would love for you to give the audience and listeners some words of wisdom or anything that comes from your heart. Okay. Um, just things that I've learned about myself is um, I don't, I try not to, I've learned that not to cut myself short anymore. And even now as I'm starting to kind of date again and talk to guys and weed through those horrible profiles and I hate those things but I always think well gosh I can't people will know my neck is fused and they're going to know something's wrong with me and classify me as disabled you know what if if they can't handle that then they're not the right person 
So I lost you. I, oh, let's see. Let me see I if we can. Okay. And Erin. Okay, I got you back. Okay, there we go. Uh, for those so, who are on the platforms, I lost her for a second and she's back. Okay. And I love that you said that yes. with the dating because I'm not dating. I've been married almost 34 years, but I always say to people, most of my friends are dating or divorced or whatever. And um, if they can't accept you for what you look like, right? You're yes. the true self. Then... You want to put on a show for the rest of your life. That What fun is that? They've got to accept you for you. Then this right. way you're more comfortable. And that's the kind of person you want anyway. Right. I'm trying to be as authentic as I can. And I'm not going to mold myself into the person that I meet so they'll like me more. You know, I mean, I'm never going to be able to go mountain climbing and all that. But there are a lot of things I can do. And as time progresses, that'll only improve. But I will you know, probably always have some limitations and, and I'm just going to embrace it. So, I love that. Thanks. That's awesome. And you should. And just look for the helpers in life. As Mr. Rogers said, find the helpers. I mean, and you just never know. There have been a lot of people that have come out of the woodwork to help me. Uh, my friend Vicki um, works for someone who she mentioned, I really need to get Stephanie out of her living room in that hospital bed. She really can't afford a mechanical bed. And he said, well, I have one and my wife and I don't like it because it, you know, it, you can't control both sides. So she's welcome to have that. Oh my gosh. That was, I mean, I cried right then. I mean, it was a true true helpers sent from God. So you just never know if you put it out to the universe, good thoughts. And if you claim it, I have had it come back to me. So everything I've worried about getting disability, how am I going to pay bills? I mean, I just turn it over to God and whether you're religious or not, your spiritual being, I mean, turn it over to a higher power. So I love that. Yes. I love that, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank that was you. awesome. And that's, and that's, I love that advice too. Yes. Yeah. What else? Did you want to say something else? I oh, no, off. I was just going to say, and that's, that's what I've learned during this whole process. And also life is not fair. What happened to me was not fair. Um, it's changed me forever. It's changed my children, but um, you know, no one said life was fair. So there was no instruction manual or anything that said life is going to be fair. So you just have to um, embrace it and find the and blessing. You are. And you are. And you are doing that. You Thank are. You. I see it. Uh, can people get in touch with you? I mean, if they want to talk to you or where is the best place for that? And I'll put it in sure. the show notes. So. Sure. They can uh, message me on TikTok. Or okay. Instagram. Yeah, I can um, give you those. Um, my TikTok name and Instagram. I don't have it off the top of my head. I think it's I, I have them. I have okay. them. You have, you have therapy dot with dot Stephanie. That's right. Yeah. For your, and on there, is that connected to your Instagram? Um, it's not a direct link, but it, my Instagram name is down there. Okay. So yeah. both, both of them are the same? Yes. Um, very oh. similar. Yeah, okay. with my vision impairment, it's hard for me to see, so my daughter set it up. No, no, so. no, that's okay. So I will, I will, I will put that information underneath. I'll get the right, I'll, yeah. I'll do my own study, get it in there. Um, hang out for a second. Okay. So as usual, everybody, if you are 
familiar with my podcast, put your plugs in because I'm going to be doing the same thing at the end. If you would like to reach me to be on the show, give me any feedback. Hey, shoot me a text. You want to talk? 609-429-4058. That, that will be in the show notes below. And all my information, my website, my YouTube channel, my um, uh, where you can go for my podcast, everything's going to be in the show notes. And as usual, I talk about the Roar Bar. It's the only packaged good I eat, R-A-W-R. There's an affiliate link below. So if you're going to bar the, buy the bars, please go to this affiliate link in the show notes because it helps me and it helps the company. They give 10% of all their net proceeds to feed the hungry children worldwide. The company is owned by Jake and Rachel, very young couple in Minnesota. They are passionate about giving good food out to everybody. This is a vegan bar, but it's not just for vegans. Any diet can eat it. It is protein packed with a 19 to 21 grams of bar. There are organic ingredients, 11 to 13 net carbs, no artificial sweeteners, and it's put together by coconut oil. As a matter of fact, I was just told by one of my clients, oh, you know, I take it out of the package and it's kind of oily. And I'm like, that oil is gold because that's coconut oil and that's going to help your brain. And believe me, guys, I'm going to be doing a health and wellness tip of the week, talking about my coconut oil because it saved my life. Uh, sweetened by coconut nectar and blackstrap molasses and a little bit of Himalaya salt. And uh, again, they're really good. The only bar I don't particularly like myself in there is the raspberry one. It's just not my thing, but they're all good. Anyway, please help me out. Buy the bars. Anyway, on that note, thank you, Stephanie, for joining me. And thank Welcome. you for being, you are a warrior. Stay strong. I love you, girl. Thank you. We'll keep Thank you. connecting on TikTok. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful and blessed day, evening, morning, whatever it is in your neck of the woods. Take care. Bye.